What's up guys, welcome to the new podcast by me, DC, called For the Love of the Game. On this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about some of my favorite sports from the NFL to the NBA, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, and even a little bit of WWE and some random stuff as well. So please sit back, relax, I hope you enjoy, and this is episode one. Hey guys, welcome to the first ever episode of For the Love of the Game podcast. My name is DC, and each week I'm going to be chatting with you guys about my favorite sports, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and WWE. We'll throw some random topics in there every now and then just to kind of keep it funky. So uh, I was kind of inspired to do this podcast by a good friend of mine who's also got his own podcast. Uh, His name is Willie Laulu. His podcast is called The Will Podcast. Make sure you check it out. And the reason why I wanted to start this is because sports is a big part of my life and I've got a lot of personal connection to sport, played played many sports and just I love the how sport imitates life and um, and vice versa and just the like commitment to greatness and seeing athletes and high level of competition it's just awesome. So this is the first ever episode and unfortunately, uh, it's not going to be a happy one. So, this past weekend, as everybody knows, NBA legend, Laker legend, five-time world champion, 18-time NBA All-Star, Kobe Bryant passed away in a tragic uh, helicopter accident. And I wanted to talk about how um, Kobe impacted my life, and a lot of you might kind of ask and wonder how does someone that you've never met impact you in such a profound way and it all kind of goes back to my childhood so in 1997 I started playing basketball and my main influences in basketball at that point like you you couldn't say the name basketball without Michael Jordan so Michael Jordan was really the the name I knew you know, off the top of my head for basketball, and it was my first, you know, kind of like, you know, influence to why I wanted to play, because I looked like I wanted to, you know, play like Michael Jordan, so I played, you know, I went to, you know, summer camp that year, and learned how to play, learned the rules, you know, learned some skills, played a full season, went to the grand final, and unfortunately my team did not win, but it was my first exposure to what it would be like to win a championship or at least be in that situation to have the opportunity um and then my kind of love for the game just grew from there then fast forward to 1998 um i remember a few things happened my family got cable tv we went on our first overseas trip to los angeles and i saw kobe bryant play for the first time and I didn't see him play in person, but I saw him play on TV. And the three things that stuck out to me about Kobe Bryant. Number one was his flair and just command of the game. Like, he just made things look effortless. It was just, it was amazing. Um, the second thing was just he would attack the rim and drive the lane. It doesn't matter who was in his way. He would just, he would get in amongst it and attack. 
with no fear, no fear whatsoever, no regard. And that was that was that was awesome. And the final thing that stood out to me was every time he got the ball, he displayed this. There was no inconsistency with Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was a killer. He had that killer instinct that outside of Michael Jordan, no other player has ever had in my eyes. You can you can argue LeBron James is better than Kobe Bryant, but and and just simply say that on a statistical level, but there are things that like there are just tangible things that numbers can't quantify that are displays of greatness and Kobe Bryant had that and that killer instinct is one of those tangible things it's just he just had like the the mindset and the, it would kind of go on to become what he would call the mamba mentality where he would just you know his commitment to excellence he would accept, he would accept nothing short of it and that was just incredible and over, and then when I then when I went to LA you know and I saw the Staples Center and I got like you know all the, all this Laker gear like the Lakers became my team and proudly since I was 8 years old until present day the Lakers have been my team I have lived and died by the Lakers and I will continue to do so and you know the the seeing Kobe, you know, you know, team up with Shaq and like just the dominance they had throughout the league, winning you know three NBA titles back to back to back, and then after Shaq left the team, and then Kobe had to you know he was he became the face of the Lakers, and no one thought he could carry the team to to the same level of greatness, and he did twice, back to back again, in two thousand and nine and two thousand and ten seasons, like he beat the he beat the Magic in the NBA Finals, and then he beat a souped up. Boston Celtics team that probably should have been favored to win and he won it was just and all through those three things that I first saw when I was a kid like his commitment to excellence his ferocity his fearlessness and just his command of the game and every year he just seemed to get better like Kobe was like he nicknamed himself Vino like the wine because he aged gracefully like it and and throughout his years in the game he did just that um, he he came to a level of greatness kind of at the peak when against the Toronto Raptors and he dropped 81 points on the Toronto Raptors that night that now put that put him in second place on on the all-time scoring list of most points in a single game first being 100 points by Wilt Chamberlain and I don't think anybody or any other player will ever break Wilt's record but I don't think anybody's ever going to beat Kobe's record either because that is just, that again, just that commitment to excellence and the displays of sheer greatness that he had that day. He just, he was feeling it. And he didn't start off that way, but the way he ended that game was just crazy. So as a, as a kid and playing basketball, when I first saw Kobe, like he became my sports hero. He became my idol. And I, wanted, and I did everything I could to try and emulate my game off Kobe Bryant's, like I, you know, his crossover, his jump shot, his fadeaway, it was you know his the way that he attacked the rim, and anybody who I ever played with, you know they they knew that I they had that ferocity as a competitor, and that was that came from Kobe Bryant, that came from watching Kobe videos, that came from watching the games, the Laker games where Kobe would just dominate and just attack, and like I damn near didn't get anywhere near close to the level of success Kobe did otherwise I'm sure I'd be wouldn't be doing a, a podcast 
um, you know, like this at the moment, but it's like he, I think the biggest thing that Kobe gave to me was he showed me the passion and the love of the game. And that for me grew and grew and grew. Like everything, like basketball was just life for me as a kid. Like my parents, I remember one year my parents got me a hoop for my birthday and like my old man had to dig it into the ground because it didn't come with the, the base on the wheel. Like he had to actually dig a hole, cement it. And we had to take that thing in and out of the ground every day when I wanted to use it, which was every damn day. And I'd be out there for hours just practicing, practicing, practicing because I just love the game so much. Like, making up scenarios in my head like Kobe did. Like, you know, uh, last game, game seven of the finals, you know, five seconds on the clock, game-winning shot, he'd put it up. And I would just do that over and over and over again until I got called inside. And, like, like, like what kids today with, like, video games or something like that. Like, oh, mom, ten more minutes, ten more minutes, ten more minutes. I was like that with basketball. Ten more minutes, ten more minutes, ten more minutes outside in the, in the driveway. And then I got old enough to kind of like go wandering and find courts on my own. And me and my best friend, um, we would like, we would spend out, we would go to school and we'll, and then sometimes we wouldn't even go home. We would just like take our ball with us and go straight to the court after school. And we would be there until like eight, nine o'clock at night sometimes. And then we'd walk home when we're in high school and then like go to bed, wake up, do it all over again the next day. And then we'd like, and then we'd play in our rec league games and just, Everything I did lived and died by basketball, and that was because of Kobe Bryant and the passion that he showed me just through the game that he played. Like, Kobe was my biggest influence as a kid, as a basketball player, and it's so tragic to when I woke up on Monday morning and I heard that he had died, I didn't believe it. I was in complete disbelief and complete shock. I couldn't understand why that happened and and then and, you know as the day kind of progressed and then I you know found out that his daughter was with him and and like this is not to belittle the other people that were on that helicopter um but all I can like I didn't like and any sort of you know loss of innocent life is very tragic in any regard but I didn't know those people I knew Kobe Bryant and Kobe Bryant impacted my life so I can only you know, speak on the sadness that I felt for him knowing, you know, that he was gone. But knowing that his, his daughter Gigi was on that, on that uh, chopper with him when, and when they lost their lives was even more tragic. And that hit a chord with me as well, but from a different place. See, Kobe, Kobe was two different people. Uh, like he was, and I mean this in, in different way. Everybody goes through phases of their life where they, they change. Kobe's phase as a basketball player, playing 20 years with the same team, 20 years of commitment to excellence and greatness with the Lakers, and then being, and then after that, like that, that's all the world knew him as. Like that's like to the you know the general public, Kobe was just a, a fantastic, phenomenal basketball player, one of the best of all time, in my opinion, second only to Michael Jordan, but the greatest Laker to ever wear a uniform. So when his career was over, we then started to see the, a different side of Kobe. We started to see the entrepreneurial side of Kobe. And, and something that kind of stood out to me, it's something that I, like, I really respected about Kobe Bryant after he finished his career three years ago was 
he then like he was that that mamba mentality he had that commitment to excellence and greatness he took that into the next phase of his life as being a father being a businessman you know starting you know, in adventures in publishing and multimedia uh, like he started writing children's books with life lessons in it and you know the importance of like you know having that mamba mentality threaded throughout those stories and then you know making a winning an academy award last year for his short his short film on um on on deer basketball and i'd never seen that film in, it, in uh, the little thing in its entirety but then i watched it this week in you know for obvious reasons because i just i've just been watching kobe stuff all week like all the tributes on espn everything all the athletes have been saying all the interviews all the the, the heart heartbreaking posts and then i watched his deer basketball and i stopped playing basketball competitively when I was 17, 18 years old. And that was because I got a couple of injuries that took some opportunities away from me and it just really disheartened me about the game. And I kind of lost my love of the game a little bit after that. And I never really kind of fully found it again. And then this week, like hearing Kobe, hearing that Kobe had passed, it, um it made me realize how much his career, his impact on the game and the world really meant to me. And that kind of took me back as well. Like, man, I didn't know that I'd, I'd love this guy as much as I did. I didn't know that I idolized this guy as much as I did, but I did. And everything that I did in the game of basketball was mirrored on what he tried and what he did. I tried and failed miserably, but everything that I tried to do was coming from the passion and the love of the game that he displayed that I watched and I couldn't um, I couldn't watch that just in like I watched it late at night after my kids and my my wife had gone to bed and um, I just I, I watched it and just in a quiet private moment I got a little misty eyed because in that dear basketball little animated short that encompassed and conveyed everything about how I fell in love with basketball as a kid. And the eight-year-old kid in me kind of re-realized, kind of re- kind of like fell in love with the game again. Kind of just like, re- like, oh, that's, right. that's why I love this game so much. That's why I, I, loved, I love watching the Lakers so much. That's why I love watching Kobe so much. That's like that's why I had so much passion for the game. It was a, it's, it's it's a beautiful game. It's 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 hard. It's 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 greedy, but at the same time, it's it's skillful. It's it's got artistic flair. It's just it's a it's a, it's an amazing game to play. It's an amazing game to watch. Um, and that that little animated film that Kobe made that he that he produced that he you know that he narrated. Dear Basketball, it was just, it kind of helped me remember why I loved the game of basketball and why I loved him as a player. And I got a little misty-eyed watching that. Um, And then, you know, and then thinking on just the loss. Like Kobe, Kobe, you know, lost his life, but his wife and his three and his three daughters that he left behind they lost their husband and their father and their sister and those are things that they'll never be able to get back and those are things that can never be made better and 
everything like that and it's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking to to think about that but that hit home a little bit more with me because I was like Gigi was 13 she was 13 she was the same age as my daughter and that hit me from a different place not as a basketball player but it hit me from a different place that Kobe really you know embraced and as in his second phase of life and that was being a dad and um as an older as a as a man now I look back on Kobe and what he did as a as a father and as a role model for not just everybody around the world but more importantly for his family like he embraced women's basketball and tried to progress it forward and supported them and he did that through the love of his daughter because his daughter his 13 year old daughter Gigi wanted to carry on his legacy he didn't need a son to do that and she said that to him himself He's, Kobe said numerous times in an interview that you know he'd get uh, questioned all the time. Why isn't he going to try and have a son to carry on his legacy? And his daughter would say, "He doesn't need a son. I've got. I'm going to do that." And just the that kind of just sat at home with me a little bit. Just kind of real, kind of really sat on me a little bit. Like Kobe, his commitment to excellence as a player that just wasn't him as a player. That was him as a person. He was a special guy. He transcended basketball. He transcended sports. He was larger than life because he was just. His commitment to excellence was being a good person and just being the best he could be at everything that he did. And that's something that I will always love and respect about Kobe Bryant. He, he impacted my life from a young age and he was impressionable on me as a young, as, as a young kid. But as I grew older, I, I could see the other intricacies about what he did and grew to appreciate all of those. So, Kobe will always be my favorite player he always has been my favorite player ever since I was a young kid and no one will be able to hold a candle to what he did in in his career um scoring 81 points in a single game you know in his final career game his retirement game his final ever game he dropped 60 points usually people on their way out the door it's usually because their skills are not what they used to be and Kobe battled in those last few seasons to be what he always was. But he ended his career with 60 points in a game. Most athletes cannot even come close to that. So that needs to be, that needs to be revered and respected. But the thing, I think the biggest moment that stood out to me, and it's not my favorite moment of Kobe's, but I think it's just more so that the, the most meaningful moment of Kobe's career and it showed me just it just kind of reaffirmed why he is who he is and why that should be respected and why he is great when he the game that he tore his Achilles he could barely stand barely walk but he got fouled and he had to go to the line and he shot two foul shots that his team needed points for to be to keep to stay in the game so after tearing his Achilles which anybody who's torn their Achilles, they know exactly how painful and how hard that is to even let alone stand up. He had to stand up and walk to the foul line and shoot two foul shots, and he made them. And then he hobbled his way back down the tunnel, and he was done for, the, he was done for that season. That showed to me that level of commitment and excellence for Kobe Bryant, and that's something that I'll always respect and admire about Kobe Bryant. So, with all that said, he 
that's how he affected me in my life. He meant a lot to me as a as a role model, as a as a hero from when I was a young kid, and I got that's it's a piece of my childhood died, and that's that's always sad for anybody. Um, the sad thing, like he 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 was eligible to be inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame this year, and and we'll never hear that speech. Uh, his daughter, who was, you know, starting out her basketball journey, who was from from all that who knew her and Kobe, say that she was something special, and we're never going to see that come to fruition. We're never going to see her great her greatness fully realized because she was apparently the, you know, the the spitting image of um, of Kobe on the on the floor. Same, you know, the mannerisms, the mentality, and watching them. Watching them on the, on the, on TV when they're at basketball games, like he helped he helped kind of reignite Kobe's passion for the game of basketball through through her, and that was that was amazing. That was beautiful, and it's just so sad that his second phase in life has been cut short so soon, and her life was cut short way too prematurely, and that's just it's tragic to hear. So it's. It's been a very sad week. I've wrestled with the coming to grips of it. It's been very hard to digest. Um, you know, I've had a little quiet moments to myself where I've, you know, prayed to God, uh, you know, for his family and and to, and to keep me safe from mine because that's something that you just kind of want to realize. Like, dying that young is scary because, and if you have kids, you understand. Like, it's it's what you leave behind that you're afraid to lose. It's not necessarily the act of dying itself. Um, at least for me, anyway. It's you know, if my time comes, my time comes. But the thing that scares me is is leaving behind is leaving behind my family. So it's tragic news. And Kobe, you're you're revered, you're loved, you're respected. Not only as one of the greatest players to ever wear a uniform not only as the greatest Laker ever, but just as a person. In, in not just my eyes, but I know many others as well. And um, the way that you galvanize the city of Los Angeles, Los Angeles is home to many sporting teams, but there is only one team that brings that city together. And I've been there and I've seen it, and that's the Lakers. And you are, a, you are the king of Los Angeles. You have been for 20 years, and... It's um, it's sad that we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to see you anymore and see what what else you do in life from here on out. But um, so it's just yeah, it's just sad, and uh, you feel like a PCU is kind of gone now because you can't tell the story of basketball without Kobe Bryant, and I can't tell my life story without the game of basketball and the game of basketball in the game of basketball had Kobe Bryant so he meant he meant a lot to me for been in my life for over half my life so it's funny how when you look up to someone and you have like uh, someone makes such an impression on your life and you hold them in such reverence and and respect and admiration and and they and glory it's it's profound the the effect that they can have on you as a person um, and I believe everybody's got, you know, someone like that, whether they're a pro athlete or, you know, your parents or whoever it might be, 
you know, I, I've got many of them. Um, there's there's a select few that have in, that have had an impact on me the way that Kobe Bryant did. So I'm um, I'm sad that he's gone, and just there's it's there's no other way to put it. I'm just I'm just sad. So thank you for listening to this first episode. Um, I know it wasn't a happy one or a tremendously, you know, over-exciting one, but it's, I think it was more so cathartic for me to be able to just speak on the life and career of Kobe Bryant and the impact that he had on my life and had on the world. So thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.